Welcome to Coffee Talk with Montessori Moms in the Wild. This is a segment where we circle back to a topic that we want to unpack some more, share something that we're struggling with personally, or give you a little tip to support you through your Montessori journey at home. If you're busy like us and only have a short amount of time to spare between school pickups, commuting to work, just life in general, these episodes are for you. Hello everyone, my name is Laura, I'm a mother of two, and I have my Montessori training in lower elementary and upper elementary, which covers ages 6 through 12. This week, I have a very special guest joining me, my husband Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Babe, stop it. It's me. Continue with your book report. Wait, I have to do my whole little, like, backstory paragraph before you even... I'm just excited. Before I even acknowledge you. Go ahead. All right. I asked Chris if he would be willing to come have a chat about his experience as a Montessori parent out here in the wild, because almost every time that we open up a Q&A box on our Instagram, people reach out asking how to help their partners get on board with parenting in this philosophy in terms of like adopting the language, being patient and respectful to little kids and just really like leaning into an approach to children that feels completely foreign to how so many of us were raised. So since these are supposed to be short episodes and this is definitely a topic that could take up hours of time to unpack, let's get right into it. So Christopher. Hi, how are you? Thanks for joining me this evening. I'm excited to be here. Are you? I I actually am. Yeah? Yes, I am. Okay. So I had kind of planned like a series of pretty standard interview questions. Like, what's the best part? What's the worst part? But again, in the interest of brevity, I feel like maybe we should just jump right to the point here, which is that there are a lot of partners out there who are struggling with this whole Montessori philosophy in the home thing. Partners who maybe haven't spent hours researching this stuff and reading the books and following the accounts and have years of training and experience in child development or just haven't had tons of practice with Montessori concepts like grace and courtesy or redirecting calmly and respectfully, especially again when it comes to little kids, small children. So basically... There are parents out there who want to have those idyllic core memory moments of like cooking in the kitchen with your toddler and enjoying an afternoon exploring nature, but they end up finding themselves extremely frustrated, dysregulated, maybe yelling at the kids, just shutting down the activity altogether, etc. I know for a fact that you can empathize with this. And I wanted to get you on here for others to see that A, they are not alone, and B, maybe, best case scenario, we can uncover something from our own journey that maybe will be helpful to other people. What do you think about that? I have a lot of stuff that I think about that. Okay. Yeah. Tell us, like, share a little bit more about your struggles because you... Struggles. Okay. Yeah. I have a lot of things to say about that. Um, So... Kind of a unique situation, right? I work from home, so work from home, dad, which means that I am never not on one way or another. So whether it's I'm at work working or I have to be on for, we have a seven-month-old, almost eight-month-old at the house, and trying to do my best to support you as a partner, that means that I could be working and then something will happen where I need to switch with you. And then immediately I'm jumping into you know, dad mode. And then when our three-year-old's home, it's just, 
it's all bets are off. It's chaos. So yeah, you're never not on. I'm here just as much as you are because you know you're working from home now too. Um, so I'm there. Like I'm in it all the time. And the whole saying no, right? As an example, the way I was raised was when dad said no, that meant no, and there was no question. Doesn't matter what his intent was. You know, like there was just no, right? And love my father would never say anything bad, but that didn't serve me and it doesn't serve me to this day. So having to make that switch, it's hard, right? Well, like that's a triggering thing for you is you went into parenting thinking when I said no, that was it. That shut down the situation. Nobody questions you. Nobody negotiates. Nobody. Oh, but daddy, I, you know, you expected that you would be sort of this authority figure at all times. Mm -hmm. And parenting hasn't really gone that way. Nope. Because I don't think any kid, you know, immediately shuts down at the first time that someone tells him no. But it's especially challenging when your wife, the Montessorian, is now standing behind you going, but why is it a no? You know, right. so like, Ooh, this is, yeah, that's a, this is why I have you about on. triggering, right? This so is like, why I have you on because I want people to hear that you can have a partner who either just came across this philosophy and you're both new to it and one's more on board than the other. You could have our situation where I am, I eat, sleep, breathe, drink, you know, live Montessori and you for years heard about it when I was teaching and you were like, yeah, yeah, we can do that at home. But now we're doing it at home with our own little kids and it's a whole different ball game. I mean, there are some really challenging aspects to letting your kid have messy sensory play and just you know. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's so fun. We're sitting here recording this podcast, lovingly staring into each other's eyes. And you said that part about like when your Montessori wife's behind you being like, yeah, but but is it really? Or but why? Why are you doing it? And it's like, man, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard for the dads out there or the partners out there who are, you know, trying to be on board. It's hard. It's really hard because you're going to have to challenge yourself a lot. And that's what I've been into is just like the fact that it it feels like every day I am challenging myself hundreds of times a day, even when the kids aren't here. Right. Like when we're like planning a thing to do or like looking at dinner. Right. I could just whip it all up. Right. Because I do most of the cooking. I enjoy cooking. I love it. Um, I could just whip it all up. But should I do that? When what I should really do is like involve my toddler because that's part of the philosophy, right? It's just hard. It's just hard, man. There's just so many, so many pitfalls, so many things you have to challenge. Again, that whole thing about, you know, when dad says no, that means no. And you said like things, an approximation of what you said is that things look different when you're actually doing it at home and also when you're doing something different than what you've expected. We were just having a conversation the other night about how I feel like I'm just completely unprepared for it because I thought parenting was going to be one way. I had an image in my mind because that was what I was brought up with, right? And now that we're doing something different, it's a perspective switch is the positive way of saying my mind was just completely blown and like I was, all my expectations were just ripped from me. I'm having to like relearn what it means to me to be a parent, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that that is probably something a lot of people out there are experiencing of you have this image in your head of what it means to be a parent, what it means to be an adult in general, right? Like we- <laughs> What does that even mean? We are possibly one of the last generations to be raised with the idea that the adult is like the omnipotent being, right? They know everything, they're always right, you don't question them, you never question authority. 
you're a bad person if you do, right? We were raised under very different kind of, I mean, at least we specifically, you and I were raised in a very different way than this philosophy would have handled us, you know? And I think that we did absolutely walk away from the situation thinking that your role as a parent, especially as a man, as a father, if you happen to be one, is that you are to be respected you are to be listened to without any question and there should never be challenged to your authority, right? And that your worth as a parent is tied to how obedient your child is. And you're somehow supposed to have all these answers, like I said, and always know what's best. And then you grow up and realize that jokes on you, you never actually feel like that. And then you marry a Montessorian or get involved with somebody who finds the Montessori philosophy And it like completely flips all of that on its head. It encourages you to admit that you don't know everything. It encourages you to admit that you have vulnerabilities and weak spots and that you're imperfect and to share that with your child and to allow them to explore all of those concepts and to negotiate and and advocate for themselves and just Mm, like the negotiating, right? Mm. Especially with this little teenager who Mm. could be like a lawyer today. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's just, it really flips your vision of what you think it means to be a parent on its head. And that's, that's tough. No, it really is. And that is especially true of big emotions, right? If you were a kid that had a big emotion that felt out of control, probably nine times out of 10, you were met with like a very shut it down kind of reaction. Like you're being ridiculous. This needs to stop. You're not allowed to feel those things. It's, it felt kind of like a burden. So those big emotions were not always well received. And now you have your own tiny little three nature who has big emotions and you get stuck in that hurricane and it's triggering. Yeah, no, it's, it's hugely triggering and it's, it's very interesting especially when it's your kid, right? To see yourself in those moments, that's huge. And what's interesting, what's unique about that situation is that when they're having their big emotions, when they're having their breakdown and they're screaming and all that kind of stuff because of their sense of order or whatever, it's being able to, one of the things that was sort of a revelation for me was seeing that and then feeling myself dysregulate, but then, and this is really hard, I'm like, shaking my fist right now like this is really really hard but I was able to with patience and work and trust and also like looking at the situation as a whole it's the type of person I am is I like to step back and kind of look at stuff I had this revelation that I could identify like hey bro you are dysregulating like you need to just take a step back. You need to breathe. You need to do something right. So I have my own little methodology of like how I attempt to re-regulate, which I want to touch on later at some point. Um, You're not always going to be able to re-regulate, but the idea that I have a tool that I can pull from in my tool belt to say like, Hey, okay. Okay. So what, what's happening here? You know, like that's usually what I do is I'll, I'll stop and I'll say out loud to her, say, okay, what's happening here? Like I say, let's 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 stop. Let's slow our bodies down and let's talk about what's happening. Just being able to identify that has been huge. I will say, too, I think a big part of it has been us talking about the fact that 
you're feeling triggered, right? Usually after the fact. I recommend not trying to have a heart-to-heart with your partner in the middle of them, you know, yelling at the kids. Figure out how to get everybody back on track when you can and then circle back to, hey, I saw that that went up the back of you. You know, as soon Mm -hmm. as she said that in that way, you reacted this way. What was that about? And I think for us, it was a lot of talking through exactly what we just mentioned, that you had this image in your head of what parenthood, fatherhood would be like. And then you get these curveballs thrown at you and you feel out of control Mm -hmm. and it's really triggering. And one thing that you said to me that was really interesting, in fact, part of the reason I was like, we need to do this in the coffee talk, is you had mentioned that when you do start to kind of go down that road of thinking about how the way that you're parenting right now is such a stark contrast to how you were parented, it's hard not to feel a little bit of resentment. Mm -hmm. And the logical part of you knows that's not my child's fault, right? This should not, the sins of my father should not be taken out on this kid, but the emotional part of you is like burn it down. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think about that often. And I mean, and so being the person that I am and my particular set of circumstances and, you know, my journey, not just in parenthood or Montessori, but in life, right? Like I'm to a point where it's not my kid's fault. I'm also not going to fault my parents. Like they just, and I, I say this out loud. You've heard me say this a thousand times. Like they're just doing the best that they could with what they had. Yes. But right. But that being said, I'm trying to do better. And like, that's, there's no more discussion to that. I use that sort of like as a a method in my head and I'm not trying to get in too much into solutions yet because I have a feeling that there are going to be some questions about solutions. And I have a lot of thoughts about that, but just the, it's, it's like, I don't know. There's there's so much to it and it is really hard and it's not a super big fan of this word, but it is triggering. Right. Like it gets you and it's it gets you like a like a very quiet knife. Like you never really know. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, man, what happened? Right. Like it's just so abrupt and can be shocking sometimes. Yeah. And I think that when we have talked about like, why is it triggering part of the thing that comes up is, you know, you'll you'll tell me how you wanted to handle it, how you think it should have been handled or how it would have been handled for you. And then a lot of times I'll kind of challenge that and be like, okay, so that's how you would have been handled if you had thrown that tantrum or dropped that thing or whatever it is. How did that serve you? Right. And then we kind of are able to draw some clear connections between those scenarios of your childhood and aspects of your personality still in adulthood that still aren't serving you and talk through, well, we don't want that for our kid, right? So we're going to make a different choice for that reason. But that's a really a hard place to go, to go, to go deep in there and look at what was done for me, again, by people who love me so much and were doing their very best with what they had, with the information that they had. It was a different time. There were different parenting trends. The whole nine yards, The world right? was different. Yes. It all makes perfect sense, but that doesn't discredit the emotion behind it at all. And so it's hard not to go right to that really emotional reaction of, first of all, I'm triggered because this is what I thought was going to happen. It didn't happen. And now I'm going through this whole processing of, you're right, like this is what I would have been met with. And that's exactly why I feel this way now. And oh my God, like- you know, this is, this is important that I try better, but 
I'm so tired and oh, I'm yeah. so overwhelmed that like it's hard to find the right words and, and to remember all those things in the heat of the moment. Oh, yeah. No. It, when you get to when you get to that point and it's so funny because we keep talking about resentment, right? Resentment can come from all over the place. And when I was first starting out on this journey, like the whole the whole child Montessori journey, there's resentment from every angle, I feel like. Because at first, it was difficult for me to differentiate what was actually happening from what I was feeling. So I'll say this out loud. There was a little bit of resentment toward my daughter, toward my kids, because like I was mad that I felt like I couldn't just say no and have it be no. Right. And that's a terrible feeling. So then you resent yourself for those feelings. Then you resent where those feelings come from. Once you try to start thinking about, you know, like, how did I get here? Then you resent where that came, where that comes from. So a little bit of resentment toward your parents. Then my lovely Montessori wife, you have you breathing over my shoulder, like trying to explain, but also trying to coach me in a direction. Then I start, you know, because again, you are dysregulated. You're tired. You have your everything feels like it's falling behind. You feel like you're spiraling. So then there's resentment towards the spouse or towards the partner. Right. And it's like it doesn't need to be there and it won't be right. Like, I'm, I mean, we're not through our journey, but I'm starting to feel like I'm hitting a stride in understanding the process. Right. I feel like I'm starting to understand how I can move forward. So most of that's gone. Right. But when you're when you're starting out, you're going to feel that way. It's going to hurt. It's going to be tough. And also, I just want to take this moment to say, because you, you mentioned like you're having to heal yourself when these things are coming up. Anybody that tries to tell you anybody that says like, oh, you need to deal with your own stuff right before you have kids before you become a parent they're full of it that's garbage like you, you there's no way you, you could spend an entire lifetime unpacking all of that stuff that you're going to have to deal with that you never had an, any clue was going to set you off right so it's just going to be hard for a minute and it's 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 difficult yeah so what then to sort of end this on some kind of hopeful note <laughs> What has Sorry, been, everyone. No, no. You know what? I think that honestly what you're saying is like, yeah, it's going to be hard, but it's really important work and it goes beyond just parenting this little human and even starts to touch on like healing you and the little human in mm-hmm. you. And that's really big work mm-hmm. that you're right. You can do to some degree before having a kid, but you can't possibly predict in what ways you're going to come face to face with your own upbringing and then it'll be uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say has been helpful even just to getting you to a place where you can be where you are now with it, which Feel is like that I'm comfortable with understanding how the process is going to look. Right. And and to be able to talk about it and to vocalize like, mm. yeah, there are certain things that happened that I have big reactions to and I'm not proud of the way that I handled it and it didn't go the way that I thought, but I'm at least able to look back and make a different choice. You know what I mean? Like, how did you get here? What mm. do you think would be helpful to other people trying to get to that place or help their partner get to that place. Mm. Well, I wish we could be doing a full episode on this because I talk, I could talk for hours about this. But if I were to try to make it a concise response, first of all, like we said before, it's going to be hard. It's going to hurt. You're going to have to push. You're going to have to put yourself aside. You're going to have to sort of commit 
right? Is like, you can't do it half in, half out, right? You got to commit all the way. But that's all very standard boilerplate. You're going to find that on any, you know, Instagram parent advice, whatever. Let me tell you something real. You're not going to get it right all the time. Like you're, you're not, it's not going to happen. You're going to mess up, but it's identifying what happened, understanding the circumstances, thinking about it, and then making a better choice, just doing it better the next day, right? Every day that you get to wake up and do this again is another opportunity to do better, right? So, you know, just try, just be better than yesterday, be better than five minutes ago. Like that has helped me another. So that's generalized. That's very general advice. Let's talk about Montessori for a second. So first step for me was that I don't know. That's just accepting the fact that I don't know. Now, again, interesting, you know, like unique situation where you happen to be like the steepiest of steeped Montessorians at this point, right? Like you're very, very steepish. So (laughs) the idea that like I do have somewhat of a, you know, like a pinnacle expert at my disposal at any time when I have questions like that helps. Um, But just Being able to accept that like, hey, I'm new on this journey. I don't know what I'm talking about. That is very helpful. Like that has been hugely helpful for me, you know, being able to put my ego aside and put aside my if I say no, it means no. And put aside all my like, this is how I thought parenting was going to be or like whatever. Right. And like realizing, like, okay, I need to start fresh. I need to start from square one and just go from there. You know, the acceptance of the fact that you're going to make mistakes and that you're going to afterward identify what happened and do better and then after that is the idea that with Montessori you know just if you don't know you don't know like I am person I'm a a person who had heard about it from your job my brother went a couple years when we were younger to a Montessori school I was always traditional western education which did not serve me at all like it was so detrimental in my mind but there was nothing you know that was just what it was so as someone who has no experience with it being able to go to somebody and see that you know what you're doing and that I can, you know, is trust, as I said earlier on in the episode, like trust that, you know, you have this these principles and this philosophy and our children's best interests in mind. Again, that whole putting aside yourself, understanding that it's it's not about what you think is best because you think you're better. It's just that like, okay, so you know, you have more information about this Montessori philosophy, which has actually also been very helpful. Now that I'm saying that out loud is the idea that we have a central place that we can both return to when we're getting dysregulated, right? Instead of it being two parents with two possibly similar, but also somewhat different experiences, just battling out two different parenting styles, We can both go back to Montessori, like when you're feeling dysregulated and I'm feeling dysregulated and the kids are screaming and the other one's like chewing up one's toy. It's just a big problem. We can always return to that central where we are allies and that like we we know, Okay, we have like not like a rule book, but we have like a playbook. We understand what we can do. That's for me helpful is just the idea that like it's not it's not completely mystifying like there, there are steps, you know what I was saying before, stop myself, say, okay, what's happening? The principle of saying like, okay, let's slow down our bodies. Let's take a breath. You know, let's, let's think about what's happening here and treating her with respect, 
Yeah. Two big points that you made there that I think would be true of any couple out there, regardless of whether or not one of them is like a trained Montessorian, is one, the removal of ego. That is a huge aspect of the role of the adult in the classroom, in the home, is taking your ego out of it so that you can truly see the child. And that, again, is groundbreaking for us as new parents. And then part two is that idea that you have this partner to then circle back with at the end of whatever just happened, whether it was a great success or felt like a failure, and to talk about what happened there. You know, I saw that you reacted this way. Where is that coming from, you think? And that we've we've had those conversations where we dug up where those reactions were coming from so that we could be more mindful of them the next time. And it doesn't mean that they never happen again, but they happen less and less and less the more that we have those conversations. Sort of being willing to take your ego out of it, not only with your kid, but also with your partner and sit down and say, that was really hard for me. Why? You know? Exactly. So just knowing that it's going to be hard, knowing that no matter how hard you try, there's still going to be days where you're not going to be able to stick to the philosophy. You know, there are going to be days where you're going to have to plug a kid in. There are going to be days when you're going to lose your temper, right? Like the best example is like when you're trying to cook and have this, what did you say? Idyllic moment of like cooking with your kid in the kitchen. It's going to be frustrating, but parenting is frustrating, right? Growing up is frustrating. Learning to parent as you are parenting that inner child of your own is difficult. So accepting that you're going to, you know, have a tough time from time to time, but also being able to lean on a partner, right? And like understand that you have that home base of the philosophy, the Montessori philosophy to like get back to and that you can center yourself there. And having that home base to get back to is it's just an amazing thing, you know. So the sooner that you can get yourself to a point where you can remember that and remember that you're going to have tough days, but those are moments in time on this journey. It doesn't have to be that way, right, all the time. You plug your kid in one day after doing three weeks of sticking to the screen time plan, you're winning, right? That's a huge W. Right. So, yeah, just kind of those if if I can offer anything of the myriad other things that I could talk for a million hours about, I think those are kind of top, I would say. Okay. well, thank you. I think that that hopefully is helpful for someone to hear that it is tough. You are going to have these reactions, but that if you are willing to circle back and think about it and talk about it, you will find from the philosophy, you keep talking about how like the answer is kind of built into the philosophy. And I think the answer, the takeaway from what you said earlier is the removal of ego and being willing to be introspective and figure out why did that just trigger me? Why did that make the hair on the back of my neck stand up? They're a two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old. They they were trying to help with the eggs and cracked them and got it all over the counter. Why did I scream at her? You know, oh, because I was screamed at. Well, what what did that do for me? You know, like doing that work is all part of what Maria Montessori asked of us in the preparation of the parent, the preparation of the guide. And it really just always keeps coming back to that, doesn't it? In that case, the cracked eggs, they're not learning to spite you. They're not learning what happens when you crack eggs all over the counter to spite you. They are learning in spite of you. 
they are every day. That's what kids do. They're going to get up. They're going to learn. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to make a mess. They're not doing that to spite you. They're doing that in spite of the world around them. They're doing their best to build up that knowledge for sure, for sure, for sure. And we have to figure out why in the heat of those moments it feels that way, Mm -hmm. right? And why we're reacting because it feels like you just did something to deliberately disobey me or Mm -hmm. challenge me or whatever it is. And so I need to shut it down. They're not doing it to hurt you. They're not, they're not capable. They're not capable. They're just figuring stuff out. So put that ego aside, bud, like get out there. Trying to figure out how to human. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it, babe. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This was, this was a good time. It's always nice to sit face to face across from you and talk. It's nice. Yeah. It is. Instead of just being plopped on the couch right now, scrolling through pictures of our kids Mm -hmm. and half watching something else. Did you see this one? Did I show you this one? Eating the garbage. (laughs) Well, that was fun. And listeners will have to let us know if that was enjoyable. And if maybe they want to hear some more from a Montessori dad who is figuring it out as he goes. And I will wrap it up with a thank you for listening to Montessori Moms in the Wild. If you have a topic that you are interested in, you can send us a request on Instagram at Montessori Moms in the Wild or email us at Montessori Moms in the Wild at gmail.com. If you're enjoying these coffee talks, please follow and leave us a review. Until next time, stay wild.